You're listening to Wordslinger Podcast, episode 132, going full-time with Nick Thacker. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at DraftToDigital.com. It's the Wordslinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. Hey, everybody, this is Kevin Tomlinson, the word slinger. Now, if you are hearing the sound of my voice, that means you are not seeing my gorgeous face on YouTube right now. <laughs> Which is too bad for you. Um, this interview marks the very first episode of the Word Slinger podcast, which is being simulcast, simulcast, simulcast in video, 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 which is totally lame, lame, lame. But if you don't want to see something lame, uh, no, that's entirely the wrong way to approach this. If you go to YouTube and you look for the Word Slinger podcast channel, uh, you can actually subscribe to the Word Slinger podcast on video right there from your computing device, your smartphone or tablet, uh, whatever you use, uh, whatever you prefer. So um, very first full, fully produced video uh, podcast, video blog, Vi- vlog. <laughs> it's the very first Wordslinger podcast on video. <laughs> you can go, if you go check that out, um, you'll get to see me uh, fully bearded, actually. Just, this was before I... Uh, it's funny, I, I, I've lost a bunch of weight and shaved a beard uh, since since I did that interview. Uh, so there's a marked difference between me in the intro and me in the, uh, the actual interview. <laughs> so go check it out. Um, I'll put links to that in the show notes, uh, but you can get there. Hold on, I'll grab you that fancy link. And that would be bit.ly slash wordslinger. Uh, you'll go right to the YouTube channel. So you can find that in the show notes. Of course, um, happy that I did the uh, shortened link because <laughs> uh, otherwise it'd be really tough to memorize that URL. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Now, uh, wordslingerpodcast.com is getting a facelift. Uh, and I, if I pull it off, it may be available for you right now. I uh, can't guarantee that one though. I'm, uh, I'm still working on it. I'm so close, man. I am, I'm just, I'm ready for this to be done cause I, I'm ready for the world to see it. Um, so we're going to see what we can do. I am leaving and not even on a jet plane. My wife and I, Kara and I, we are getting on the road. We're going to go to Colorado Springs where today's guest happens to, to live at the moment. Um, we're going to drive up instead of fly and, uh, we're just going to enjoy our trip. We're going to have some fun going up there. Um, it's been about, uh, we're going to spend about a week up there. So when, by the time you hear this, cause this is going to be scheduled, I'm actually recording this several days in advance. <laughs> uh, by the time you hear this, um, this episode, you will, uh, I'll be in Colorado, actually. I should be in Colorado. Well, I'll be on my way. I'm leaving that day. I'm leaving on Friday. So, uh, if it is Friday when you're listening to this, uh, I am probably driving. Uh, wave at me as I pass. <laughs> We're actually going to stay over. We're going to do a little stopover in Waco, um, because we are both fans of uh, Fixer Upper, <laughs> Chip and Joanne Gaines, Uh we're going to go and uh, check out the, the silos, um, which I'm sure is going to be a pleasant shopping experience. Uh, but we're just going to we're going to take our time and just uh, chill and, and get up there uh, when we get up there. But um, we're staying at Airbnbs uh, the whole time. We got some pretty nice ones, too. This is new. I, I um, actually have never used Airbnb, so I'm looking forward to trying it out. And uh, we're getting some killer deals, honestly, um, where it would have cost us you know, a thousand bucks for the week, uh, uh, where we were going to stay. I mean, we're only paying like, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks. So not bad. Um, so anyway, if you're in Colorado Springs, uh, we're not going to have a ton of time, but we're going to kind of look around and we're going to say hi to some folks and, uh, maybe we can grab some lunch or coffee or something like that. So 
well, reach out to me. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on uh, Facebook. If you're not connected to me there, go check it out. Uh, look for Kevin Tomlinson. That's the username of choice that I usually go by. And, uh, of course, you can always hop on over to wordslingerpodcast.com and uh, send me an email. Speaking of sending and communicating with me, um, I have uh, resolved an issue that's been plaguing me <laughs> for quite some time. Okay. Um I would normally save all this stuff for the uh, the wrap up at the end, but um, wanted to talk about this before going into the interview. If you would like to leave me a voicemail of any kind, I've made it easier. Uh, the voicemail now should work, no matter when you call, uh, and you'll get an actual greeting from me instead of a robot voice uh, from the uh, Skype service. So. I uh, I set something up over the past week, so call me at 281-809-WORD. That's 281-809-9673. You can leave me a voicemail. I don't think there's a limit on that voicemail, but, uh, you know, probably aim at keeping it at around a minute anyway. <laughs> if you want it to be played on the air, uh, that's about as long as I'm willing to go. You can also, of course, leave me a voicemail straight from the page at wordslingerpodcast.com. Click on the Send Voicemail tab, a little orange tab that's floating in the bottom right of the screen. Um, and that will, uh, send you, you know, that will give you a happy little pop-up that will allow you to record from wherever you are and, uh, send me a voicemail. And, uh, if, if you'd like, I can play that on air. So happy to do that. Ask me a question, um, about indie publishing, about, uh, whatever's on your mind, really. Uh, if you got a question for a former guest, go ahead and pop in there and do that. So that's, um, all exciting stuff. Now, Speaking of indie authors, uh, today's guest is my good friend. If you've been around me at all over the past couple of years, you know that I have a bromance with uh, my good buddy Nick Thacker. Uh, we're both thriller authors now. He's the one who got me in the biz. I mean, he um, dared me to uh, write my first thriller, So, and I think we tell that story in, in the interview. Um, but uh, he was my, you know, I figure it's only fitting. He is my very first fully produced uh, video uh, podcast version of Wordslinger. So, um, happy to have him on. We're going to talk about him going full-time, leaving the uh, the shores behind, leaving his job behind, uh, and uh, striking out on his own and uh, just powering through some, you know, whatever's coming his way, he's going he's gonna to beat it. And uh, I love the attitude. So, happy to have my buddy on the show, um, and I uh, hope you enjoy this interview, actually. So, Check it out, Nick Thacker, thriller author, and stick around afterwards. We'll do a quick bit of housekeeping and wrap everything up. I'll see you soon. Hey, everybody, this is Kevin Thomason, of course, and I'm uh, I'm sitting with my good friend and uh, frequent writing partner, mostly just a partner in crime. We're doing something a little different. This is the first time I've tried using Zoom for recording an actual podcast. Uh, so you might actually be watching this on YouTube somewhere, for all I know, but. Uh, welcome either way. And uh, if this is your first time listening. You're in for a treat because uh, Nick and I, we used to do a show together, uh, but Nick kind of wussed out on me and uh, <laughs> and dropped out. Uh, we used to do self-publishing answers together. And we still kind of do self-publishing answers in a way. Uh, it's just a very limited audience. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the show, yes. Nick, man. This is hey, like the, well, hey, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. At least the second time you've been on, right? Second or third time? I think it's the second time. Well, yeah. I've been on more than once. Uh, yeah, I know. I had you on. Yeah, you've been on at least. Been on at least. Yes. Just, yeah. uh, so you were, so uh, one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted you on the show, of course, was uh, because of a recent sort of lifestyle change you've had. Uh, you became a woman. I uh, did transitioned but more importantly <laughs> you uh you've left behind uh like full-time gainful employment for the insecurities and existential crisis of being a full-time author so yeah. congratulations on that man thanks the way you put it put it that way it's surprising <laughs> when no one else does that <laughs> why doesn't everyone do this <laughs> so I did, I did yeah i was at a day job for really um i've been doing it for over a decade working for churches, doing uh, worship, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of tech, a lot of music, and, and I loved it. And I was at a place that was really honestly the best place I've ever worked Yeah. Um, with people who are the best people in the world. And so I thought leaving a company on bad terms would be easier than leaving a company on good terms. But it turns out it's much, much more difficult to leave a company you love. Yeah. Um, 
but I did it for the right reasons. We, we took the time and uh, made sure it was a good decision to make. And uh, here we are. So I'm not looking back. Yeah. So you, okay. You, uh, the church you worked for, you've been there for how many years? I was at that particular church for about four and a half, about five years doing that job. Five years. And uh, you've been writing pretty much that whole time, right? Yeah, I really, and I actually started writing um, pretty close to right before I, I started that job. My first book was published in 2011 and, uh, or I wrote it in 2011, I should say. And that was back in Texas. But we, we quickly, after we got married, my wife and I moved to Colorado Springs um, right. a year after we got married. And so that's about the same time I came to the church. Everybody gave me a hard time. Oh, you write books, You'll be a famous author one day. Yeah. And I said, I hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> so five years though, man, that's a lot. That's, you know, that's like an entire high school career plus eighth grade. Yeah, or in my, it's like a short college career. Exactly. <laughs> These days, yeah. holy crap. Uh, and writing that whole time. And, you know, you and I, we've known each other now. I think we met in 20, 2013, right? That sounds about right. So it was in the that's about four years. So most uh, of your career at uh, – ah, that's a weird way to think of it. Most of your career at that church, uh, we've known each other. That's so right. Yeah. Yeah, Just four – Short years ago, I paid you a couple hundred bucks to be my friend. Mm, best been... money ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so what? Okay, where was that the friction point for you though? Like when when did it become a thing where you decided, you know what, it's it's definitely going to happen. I'm definitely going to leave my job, the security, the insurance, all the all the reasons people have to stay in a day job. Like where where was the friction point for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know exactly when, when, when it came to a head and that was, uh, it was on a date with my wife. We were out at grabbing drinks somewhere and, uh, I'd been making good money from, from writing, not, you know, not life changing money, but in a way, kind of, I guess, put it that way. Cause it changed my life. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing crazy. Just, Hey, this is bringing in a full-time income. That's pretty cool. And so she just sat, you know, we were sitting down. Um, I want to make it overly dramatic. <laughs> she, uh, she looked at me and said, well, when, when are you going to go full-time as a writer? And it was sort of weird because I, I guess I, I, I knew that there were plenty of authors that do that. And um, right. I've been in you know, groups on Facebook and forums of people that do that all the time. And so that actually was kind of a normal thing, but it was normal for other people to do, not for me, if that makes sense. Right, right. That, well, that's something I need to be asking. Um, and, and whenever I would you know, write a, a journal post about it or whatever, here's my long-term goal, it was always a long-term goal. It was always yeah. a little long. Some so distant that, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So future that I can't even really fathom. But she said that, and it was in January of this year, actually. She said, well, you're making good money doing this. You think it's going to continue? Yeah. Um, I, I want, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure it continues. And she said, well, then when are you going to consider going full time? Yeah. Um, I said, uh, uh, I think that was verbatim, actually, what I said. So, <laughs> That's um, a direct quote. <laughs> direct quote. Uh, That'll be uh, your quote for this episode. <laughs> my little, my little patient shot. <laughs> Your interview card. Oh, I, I love it. Um, she, so she gave me an ultimatum. You know, being working in church, the cycle is really um, Christmas to Easter, and then summertime is sort of the the downtime uh, right. in my in my particular um, line of work. And so Easter was coming up. It's sort of like Game of Thrones. We always say Easter is coming. <laughs> Easter is coming. Yes, I know. Right. I know exactly <laughs> why too. Um, so yeah, so it's January, uh, Easter is coming. And, uh, she said, why don't you look at Easter being the day that you know? Yeah. Um, so that way you're still committed to the church. You know, Easter's a big deal. You don't want to, you know, cut them short or anything. Um, but, but at, at Easter, you, you need to know what you're going to do and, and sort of have a plan. And I said, right. okay, that's great. And it gives me four months to procrastinate, you know? Um, so Easter came and it was weird because that conversation happened. That was the catalyst for it. But all of a sudden the next few months, it wasn't a question of, well, am I going to do this? But it was when, um, right. and it, you know, her, her ultimatum really is, is what shifted my mind because it, it allowed me to, to feel like, okay, well now I'm going to do this thing, this, this weird, scary thing. Right. Um, let's just get everything in place and figure out how, how to do it. And so Easter came, I had a plan and July one, I went full time as a writer. Wow. And that's August, August one, I went back to day job. No, I'm just that's a, that's a, <laughs> That's a fast pace though. Um, it felt like it. Yeah. It did. I yeah. mean, it, it's not, it is most of a year, I guess, but I mean, 
it's a fast pace from decision to pull the trigger, you know. Well, when, when you consider that these, I mean, your job isn't just a job, right? It's a lot of times it's your life. It's your right. entire yeah. network. It's where you live sometimes. Um, it's based around your job. And so in right. that particular sense, I, I think it is quick. It is a fast move. But that being said, you know, we've been married for six years and we've moved uh, until we bought this house that we're in now. Um, we've moved every year and sometimes out of state, um, most of the time out of, out of the city you right. know, with her getting jobs and stuff. So, so it doesn't really feel like it was um, crazy because we were sort of used to having quick changes and we had two kids. I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff that we haven't really ever been settled. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't mean that in, right. in a bad way. It's, it's great. We love our lives, but it certainly has been hectic and fast the whole time. Right. Uh, so full time in the, in the span of, you know, two or three months, um, really wasn't as hard as I anticipated it being. Yeah. I, it, I, you know, and I was, I, I got to be witness to this through the whole thing, which oh, is yeah, were, kind of a privilege. You were, really. you were my support network. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool for me though. Um, like it was sort of eye opening and educational because in the time that you did this, I, I was doing crazy, crazy crap. Like, you know, we were living in the RV full time at the front of the year and now we're yeah, in that's true, the right. apartment and, yeah, so there's lots of lots of questions, right? So you know, getting to see you do this uh, has been very cool and educational. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, you only really get to do it once. The yeah. first, you only get to do it the first time once. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's 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 kind of a, a good balance of well, read everything you can and talk to people who've done it before. I did some right. of that, um, but hell, you just got to do it at some point. You know, when, when the money's there and when the gut is there. And my wife is my gut, by the way. Like I, yeah. I don't ever trust mine. I just ask her. She tells me what to do. I got my own gut. Um, yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> right yeah. there. Really yours and, and Emily's that I trust more than mine. Because um, my gut often is like, whoa, you should probably worry about all this stuff. Um, <laughs> you should probably you worry. Uh, yeah. And you guys are like, no, just, you know, just do it. But the well, point is, you know, when, when those two things check out, um, make the move. And that's the only way you'll well, figure out the thing. Yeah, you've got – so you you met all the criteria, I think, you know, what I would tell someone. Like when I leapt and went full-time freelance, I mean, you know, honestly, I put a lot less thought into it than you did, even in the space between January and August, you know. Right, um, right. And instead of – the typical story is I was working in a place, I got laid off or fired, and now I'm a full-time author. <laughs> so you right. did something that a lot of people, you're lost. Yeah. right, right. You, the fact that you were able to do it intentionally, I think, um, is notable, you know? Well, and for me, that's natural. I, I don't think it's something super honorable cause it, you know, I, I didn't think it through that much. It was really right. just a matter of, I wanted to leave on my terms and my terms were very simple. Um, I wanted to not burn any bridges. Right. Um, and I wanted to make sure that it was something that, that both sides of the, you know, both parties uh, were a fan of, were in favor of. Right, right. Um, and so they were talking about going a different direction with worship in general, um, not without me necessarily, but they just, you know, we were having that conversation. Well, what do we, what do we want to do in a year and five years and 10 years? Right. Um, and second, when we do figure that out, you know, who, who's, who's that person going to be? Is it going to be you? We like working with you and you like working here. Um, and I said, I do love working here, but I also love this other thing that I've been doing and it's working. Right. Right. And I'd love to see how this works. And they, uh, it was two people, my, my boss and his boss, um, were all in the room and they both kind of were blown. They were like, I, I didn't know it was working that well. That's amazing. <laughs> Go do that. Right. Um, and so there's always been that feeling of, and this is unlike a lot of companies that, you know, especially the ones I've been a part of, even churches. Yeah. Um, this church is different. This place is different. It is very much um, you first first and the company second kind of thing. So, so yeah. they, they wanted me to be happy and me to, to find something that brought me joy right? Uh, long before they cared about what I could do for them. Right. Um, and they said that all the time and they told us that, but you don't really ever believe it until you see it. And so I saw it with a few other employees that left and on really good terms. I even saw it with employees that left on not so good terms. Right. They cared more about that person's heart than they did for what that person could do for the company. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the truth of it, man. I'm replaceable. Every single person at that place is replaceable. Um, yeah. Their personality may not be exactly the same, but um, you know, like what I do there, that's easy to find. Right. Um, and they've got consultants right now that are going to help them through this next six month phase. And then 
they'll go to the next, whatever the next thing is. They're doing great. They're, they're fine. They're probably happier without me than they were with me. But, um, you know, <laughs> I doubt that. The, the point is like, uh, when, when I realized that, and I, it, I think it took until I left to realize that, but when I truly realized that, I thought, Oh, that that's interesting. Like they, that's how they get away with, um, caring more about the individual person and their family than what that person can do for the company. Right. Um, so I felt pretty good about that. And I, I also get to see them just about every day. I take my girls into childcare there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It is an unusual, I mean, it's not the typical uh, work scenario, you know, right. I, and it is a more family friendly atmosphere and, you know, so they're going to be more supportive than say, uh, working for an ad agency or something. <laughs> right. But right. yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You would hope anyway, but that you would hope. I, I worked for a lot of ad agencies and haven't had one yet. Uh, that was you know <laughs> thrilled to see me go into a better career. Uh, well, I mean, so. as far as churches go, like a lot of times you, you know, churches are the, the worst offenders, you know, they're, yeah. they're often, uh, they don't care a rip about you or your family, but um, right. That's certainly not the case at this one. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I mean, okay, you're, and I'm not going to ask you to disclose numbers or anything like that. Um, but you're clearly, you're, you're making enough to be comfortable. I mean, you guys are doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for now, (laughs) for now, (laughs) you know, one of the challenges Uh, with it, of course, is that, uh, it changes every month. Um, right. It's not a predictable. Yeah, exactly. But you hope that roller coaster is kind of going up and up and up and, um, trending upward as they say. And so I am, um, you know, some months are, are still down. Like this month is probably going to be lower than last month, but last month was great. And so, yeah. um, the other benefit and then people don't see it this way, but I think the benefit of, and I'm, by the way, I'm exclusive to Amazon. Anyone listening, wondering, yeah. um, but just about any, any author you talk to is going to have some, um, you know, some influence at Amazon. They're going to have some footprint there. Yeah. Whether they're wide or exclusive, right? So, and, and I say Amazon because Amazon pays uh, sixty days out from the close of month. Yeah, um, and so that's actually a benefit in my case because I can see right now um, a pretty good estimate of what I'm going to get paid two months from now. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. I had not you know, thought about so that. It's, that's good. Yeah, exactly. And so it's really nice to know. Okay, well, next month I've got these trips coming up, but it's going to be a pretty big month. And so you know what? We'll, we'll have the cash flow to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the month after is also a big month, uh, or I said, I should say last month was also a, a big month. And so two months from now, or I guess a month from now, when I, you know, whatever it is, I don't do math. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll be, we'll, we'll be good. Um, but we need to save for this low month that's coming up. So we'll have to put some of that away, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and as far as the, the paychecks go, um, I, I pay myself the same amount every two weeks. Okay. Um, and it's just, you know, Amazon dumps money in the account. I get some stuff from freelance and all that. And then every two weeks on the, the first or the 15th and the 30th, I think it is right now, um, you know, my E-Trade bank account is where it is. They, they dump money into my Wells Fargo account and that's, that's my paycheck. You know, that's yeah. what I get every two weeks. Um, I'm hoping that that will continue to go up, but for the next foreseeable future, we're, we're cutting back a little bit. Um, not buying as many bottles of whiskey every day, uh, <laughs> just three or four. And, uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, just some general, tightening up a little bit that you do when you, you make a big change like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's the right strategy though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's what you're right. I, I, I believe it's the right strategy because it's for, for, if if for no other reason, it's always good to take stock every now and then and just say, well, we, I'm I'm speaking specifically financially, but I mean in general too, you know, what are we spending? What do we want to spend? And, you know, can we get away with buying more things at Costco and, you know, not go to the store every day or whatever. Right. Um, are just some good questions. I think any married couple should <laughs> probably, yeah, probably not bad questions. Yeah. Probably not bad, but you know, we got, I mean, we had three incomes at one point and so it was pretty easy to just say, well, screw it. I'm just right now. Let's go do that. Let's go buy it. Now the one thing that, um, this is particularly ap- applicable to you may not be as applicable to other authors, but I mean, you're now that you're not going into a day job, um, and you're able to do this full time. I mean, you were making the income you're making now you were making with the, the time you had available, right? Exactly. So exactly. now you can amp things up a little. You can also find other avenues of revenue, you know, right. other streams. Uh, so I think, you know, I don't think it's going to take you in particular very long to, you know, if there is any sort of gap at all, I think it's not going to take you long to fill it. <laughs> well, I hope not. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is a gap and mainly, uh, well, I don't say mainly not, 
to make her sound like a bad guy, but my wife is leaving her job as well. Which I, uh, I did not want to bring up, but I because I didn't know if you wanted to announce it, but I'm glad well, you brought it up. Yeah, I think it's mostly public. I don't know that there's a whole lot of crossover between her zoo job and people who listen to the, the words on your podcast. Could no be, yeah, man, 3,500 3,500 people, buddy. I, I, I think she's already told her people at work anyway, I think, and so I don't, I, I don't foresee there being any problem with it, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So she's leaving her job, uh, which is going to be great for our kids. Um, she's getting interested in some different career things she's thinking about. Um, but most importantly, yeah, it's going to free us up from you know, having to pay a child care provider and right, all that. Right. Well, and the thing, so you brought this up and I think, and you know, I, uh, someone, another couple that had been on the show, the Russos from Weird mm-hmm. Russos, um, yeah. I talked to them frequently, but you know, in, in, and I edited his book, which should release soon. Uh, ish. But uh, one of the things that, that they brought up is, is similar to what you said. Like they, there was a kind of meeting in the middle in that uh, when they decided to leave their jobs, they both left very lucrative jobs. They bought an RV. Now they're in a much smaller RV. Uh, but they were, they didn't just like get it in, you know, start trying to focus on, we got to build up a big income. They also started downsizing and um, sorry, I'm having kind of a hiccup moment. Sorry, but uh, they started kind of reducing their overhead too. So they they sort of meet in the middle, and the advantage. And it sounds horrible to some people. I think it sounds horrible to my wife actually. <laughs> but uh, you get to this point where you're like, okay, I I only need let's say two thousand dollars a month, three thousand dollars a month to get to to live to pay my expenses, I can bring in five or six grand a month with this YouTube channel or these book sales or whatever. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice buffer and we can live anywhere we want and be whoever we want to be. I think you're kind of getting to that point too, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a mortgage on a house and yeah. you know, we're pretty settled here in Colorado Springs, but you know, that's kind of the dream. Yeah. I, would, I would say is It's more about picking up and going than being, yeah, not necessarily yeah. living in an RV <laughs> right. around right. every day, right. but you know, we're going to be able to go camping in the middle of the week now. Um, yeah. All these campgrounds around here are always booked on the weekends and then the summertime. So yeah, not anymore. We're just going to go yeah. on Monday, you know, that's, that um, is remarkable. Just gonna be <laughs> oh yeah. We're going down to Texas. And I'm going to say, you know, your place, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but not the whole time. But, you know, our parents yeah. both live in Texas. And so, as long as you um, want, man. <laughs> Open <laughs> invite. <laughs> drive down and, you know, drop the dogs off, drop the kids off, and go party in right. Texas for a few weeks. Um, because we can. Right. Uh, we'll be able to fund it, but, you know. Yeah. Of course, you know, everyone else got to work. We're just like, oh, well, I guess we'll just watch a movie again. It's like you yeah. and I, we'll get to hang out. I'll get to hang out right. with you and Exactly. <laughs> we yeah. can drive by Karen and take her, her to lunch or something. That's right. That's right. We'll have to, yeah. No, no. The rest of the shops have to work. It's, uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but that's say that, and that is part of the appeal of this. Um, and the, the thing is, and you always get the, here's the caution. The caution always comes, right? Um, this isn't like a typical, like don't expect coming in. I'm going to write a book and this is going to be my lifestyle. I'm going to have the whole swank Nick Thacker life lifestyle or thick knacker as I, knacker. Yeah, now that I know that Nick Thacker is your pen name. Yeah. <laughs> thick right. knacker is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the caution there is, you know, you didn't just pop in on this. Like you've been working on this quite some time. Yeah, so- Chris Goebel, right? Uh, um, back in the day, the 279 days to overnight success. Or something yes. like that. Yeah. Uh, mine was like five years, really right. you know, more than that. Cause I've been talking about entrepreneurship and this kind of lifestyle for 10 years. Um, ever right. since I discovered it, you know, probably thanks to Tim Ferriss or someone like that, you know, online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. One of those guys. And I was like, Oh, this is a, that's a, an intriguing idea, but I totally see the point of like, it, it just takes a ton of work to get to this point. Right. Uh, and I've kind of called it my, yeah, my slow growth process, you know, my, my slow freedom process. Like I was yeah. never, well, I shouldn't say never, but we always want like, well, what can I do tonight? That's going to make right. me famous tomorrow. Right. Um, I think we have those ideas and stuff, but, but when I finally realized, okay, I've got my family, I've got my house, I've got my dogs, my kids, like everything is kind of here and set and I've got my day job that's paying the bills and then some, um, what can I do on the side and take my time at it? So I don't stress myself out. Um, become unhealthy or, or lose time with my family that eventually right. will lead to freedom. Right. Um, which is 
I, I think kind of counterintuitive to what the whole, you know, uh, online internet generation is, is, is saying every, every time you open, you know, a blog post or something. Right. Um, well, they so always sort of act flash. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's nothing, I guess, inherently wrong with it, but I think there's some beauty in, in being able to slow down and, you know, just enjoy life and at the same time build something for you on the side that be, eventually will become something that's not on the side anymore. Right. And that's what the books. And when I realized I was doing that, I said, okay, well, I still want to write more and I still want to um, produce stories, but I, I don't really feel like I want to be forced to sit down and write every day. And I know that's sacrilegious to most you know, writers, but right. uh, I'm writing every day now because I have the time. But before it was like, well, I'm not going to take time from my family. I'm going to be home at 530 every day because I want to make sure that I can cook dinner for them and hang out with them and put them to bed and everything. And I've done that every single day unless I've been out of town for you know the, the two years that they've been alive. Right. Um, and, and I love it and I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And, and so the fact that it's sort of like the best of both worlds. Now I get to be a full-time writer like I wanted to. Right. And I haven't lost any time with my kids either. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so I think the story is very different for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. You know, well, you know, don't do it like I did. I gave up all my kids, you know, <laughs> young life and stuff, but I built this million dollar company. Right. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll never be a millionaire, but I, I hope and I pray that we'll just, we'll be successful enough to enjoy life and do what we want, where we want, when we want, because we have freedom and right. just enough money to get us there. Right. Um, yeah. It's kind of the goal right now. So yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind being a millionaire, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's got, it's, it's probably got its downsides. You're, yeah. I'll test it, <laughs> it you know. I'll write about oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me know. You get back to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, I, it, it's awesome by the way that, you know, Emily's going to do this full time too. I, it's just, it, well, and here's the thing you guys are, and this is making me, make me feel, feel and sound so freaking old. Uh, you're young <laughs> enough that <laughs> you can kind of roll these dice, right? Cause it's not like, it's not like if, if, six months from now or a year from now or even three years from now, you're not making the kind of money you need in order to, to have a stable and happy life. It's not like all doors are closed. You know, every opportunity is gone now, you know, maybe to be a little stressful for a few months while you look for something right. else, you know? But. Sure. Exactly. And that's the thing I told Emily too, is like, Hey, even a slow month is a, is a, is a month where I sell books. Right. So, you know, Hey, maybe I only make 500 bucks a month. That's 500 bucks a month. That's a half of mortgage payment right. for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Or, Plus or it's more or less passive <laughs> at this point too, right? I mean, it's a passive income at, uh, for well, the that's most Less on that. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's passive income, yeah. you know, even without doing any marketing, you know, I think I can, I could do that. That's easy yeah. without even having written another book. So now that may not last forever, but a lot of most people in the world don't have that. So if they're out right. of job, they're out everything, you know, they mm -hmm. got to go find something quick. Right. Um, and I always tell my, my wife, like, I, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll go, I'll be a greeter at Walmart. I'll work at Starbucks. I'll, and there's nothing wrong with those, those jobs, but um, they're not what I would want to do. Right. I would go do them in a heartbeat if that's what it, um, right. you're not going to die poppers and, you know, right. starving the street. Well, much, in addition, unlike what my internal mind wants me to believe. <laughs> right. Well, and that's your, you know, that's the, that fear response that we all have, you know, that, yeah. Oh my God, this is going to fail and I'm going to have to live on the street. And you know, most of the time you're never yeah. going to have to do that. Um, but you know, and that, well, that's the thing pretty soon. What's that now? You will have a squatter and, and their family in your RV. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe I should hold on to the RV just as you're back <laughs> up um, right. no, but you, you know, you, you've got this opportunity now and let's just say you end up having to work at Starbucks or something. I mean, to supplement, right? I mean, right. still be doing what you, what you dream, you dreamt of doing right. and still even have flexibility. Cause you could say, look, I only work these days or Hey, right. next month I need these days off. And then you go camping in the middle of the week. Like you want really, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually easier with those types of jobs. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, sure. yeah I, I haven't had one of those types of jobs in, you know, like 30 years. So maybe I'm just <laughs> unqualified to, uh, to talk about it, but it seems like it would be easier than for like the high pressure salaried position with a, you know, marketing right. firm or software company or whatever. Like I have exactly. Yeah. Right. For time off when I was at like, you know, technology companies, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins is 
probably not something that only it's I can do. Low so. pressure work. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it shouldn't be the end of the world if I have to ask a couple days. I don't want, I don't want to talk like this though. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk like, uh, well, at least you could go back and work at Baskin Robbins. Um, cause you're not going to have to do that cause you, you're already successful really. Um, I hope not, yeah. Yeah. so that's cool. You know, and you know, of course, and I congratulate you all the time on this, but I mean, congratulations, you know, I mean, on, to you and him, cause that's a big deal. Well, this is a lot of it's been, you know, you've been kind of the, the reason for a lot. Of this I'm not the reason for. Jack. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I came to you and I was like, Hey, I need, I need the accountability. That's the part that's missing. I, I can do the work, yeah. but I don't want to do the work. You know, I, I I'm, I'll, I'll but do you, it. I'll do any chore, any miserable task yeah. in order to prevent myself from having to write, you know, and it's different now cause it's my job. But so, so I'm not as exhausted as, as I would be if I had to go to a work, go to a job or come home. Well, from I, I'll say this, dude, and I think I, I, I feel like you're probably the same way, but it does help me quite a bit to know that, you know, I'm going to be chatting with you about what I'm working on. Right. Yeah. That account, oh, yeah. But I mean, it does, it's sort of like not, not competition necessarily, but more of a, um, I don't yeah. want to be, sh- I don't want to shame myself by saying oh, I haven't written. Yeah. Know. I never once thought what we had was a competition, but it was definitely <clears> like, like let's pick each other up kind of thing and yeah. keep moving toward the goal. Yeah, um, exactly. Sorry. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I reached out to you and was like, Hey, I, will you ask me these questions every week and then every month? And I mean, do you still do that? And it's amazing. And it, by the way, if anyone listening, I think this is an extremely valuable, I didn't come up with this so I can, totally say that it's, it's awesome and everyone should do it. Uh, <laughs> but go find that person for you. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's someone you've never met online. Um, like even, maybe it's your dog. Could be your dog. <laughs> now I have to edit. No, I'm not going to edit. Yeah, now you gotta edit a little bit. This silence brought um, to you by Nick Becker's dog. <laughs> anyway, you know, these questions are, are very simple. It was, you know, weekly. It was like, uh, I think you, I wanted, I wanted you to ask me if I got the words done that I want that, What was it yeah. like? You write 500 words a week or something like that. Right. Than lame. Um, you know, because it was important for me to not only know that you were going to ask that, but when you did, um, the follow-up was going to be there. Well, why didn't you, or, or what, what changed that made you be able right. to write 10,000 this week as opposed to two, you know, last week. Right. Um, and then, you know, there were some financial things that you hit your goals this month. Um, but anyway, I think it, it was, an inter- I mean, it's accountability, right? It's accountability one-on-one. Yep. So it's, it's not a surprise when I would get that text from you. I knew it was coming. Um, but when it came, it forces me to, it forced me to think about, you know, the reasons behind why or why not. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than I would have if I could just kind of explain it to myself. Right. Um, the, other, the other thing I think was really helpful, and this is, I just kind of realized this, um, well, a few days ago, I don't know when, when he posted it, but Seth Godin keep, writes a blog every morning, right. uh, seven days a week. He's done it for years. And uh, his, his blog post a few days ago, maybe it was last week sometime, was on um, why we, I don't remember what he called it, but it was why we allow people to, sorry, why we allow ourselves to tell ourselves things that we would never allow anyone else to tell us. Uh, um, yeah. And I do this all the time, man, where I'm like, I, I'll tell myself I can't do it or why I'm going to fail. And, uh, that, you know, no one does this who, you know, leave two well-paid jobs to go be a full-time writer slash, you know, camper. Um, and, uh, dude, I, I can't tell you how pissed I would be if somebody actually told me those things. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that, a very if, good point. Yeah. If you told me that and you were like, dude, yeah, come on, you can't really do that. Like if you outwardly said that and, and literally told me that I'd punch <laughs> you in the Right. You know, but right, yeah, I, right, I, right. every time, every moment of downtime I have every day, I'm worrying about something. I'm right. telling myself a lie. I'm telling myself something that, that anxiety, and he, I think Seth Gooden wrote this too a, a few months ago. Like anxiety is fear that we, that is not realized. You yeah. know, it's fear that hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, it's, it's being afraid of something that's not even, it, maybe it's rational, but probably yeah. not. It's something that hasn't even happened yet. I've started doing this thing where, um, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm working on the whole mental landscape really, you know, and I take yeah, my dog for longer walks now than I used to because I, for one, I keep finding money every time I go out on these walks. So, whatever motivates me, uh, you know, and it's helping me to read that book one day. But yeah. You're going to <laughs> walk in for dimes. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the and you know and it's exercise it makes me feel a little better and oh there's also that yeah there's well, that 
but it's mostly about the money. And it's also sort sort of this uh, change in attitude, you know, like I'll tell myself, cause I get those anxiety attacks. You know, I do. Like we've talked yeah. about this, right? Oh, so now it's all that's about, one, that's one area where we do challenge each other is I yeah. challenge you to, to have more anxiety than me this week. And you're like, yes, challenge that's our competition. And I'm like, <laughs> this, this week I'm like sweating balls the whole week, man. Uh, yeah. But no, I'll tell myself, you know, the, the phrase that comes up now is did not happen, you know? Mm. So it's, you know, I start thinking about, you know, I, I make um, 30 zero days in a row or something, you know, uh, what if that happens? What's going, what am I going to do? How, what if I can't get my, um, you know, RV sold? What if we can't figure, you know, what all these what ifs, right? And I'll interrupt that with did not happen. And it's, mm. it's the process of interrupting it. I was going to say the interruption that, that keeps the coming up. Right. Yep. The habit setting forums. I mean, anything like right. that, any book you read on habit forming and it's the right. interrupting that, that natural inclination to start telling yourself something, even if it's good. I mean, you can interrupt something you're telling yourself, I can do this. You can interrupt it and say, no, I'm going to do better than, than I can, you know, better than I thought I could. Whatever. Right. You know, I'm trying that with my soccer games. Uh, I do once a week, I play indoor soccer with a bunch of old fat guys. Um, and actually, no, I'm the oldest and fattest one there, but, um, I've always been kind of the worst player on the field. And I hated that because I, 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 I'm competitive. I want to, you know, win. I want to be not the horse guy on the team. Right. Um, so I've tried, I've tried to talk myself into this idea that no, there's no reason for me to be worse than these other guys. Um, I know what I can do, but then I would shortchange myself because I would only do that. Right. Like I can only really sprint once down that, that field and, and then I'm, I'm burnt and need to get a, get a sub. Right. And so I've been starting to do this thing where I interrupt myself and say, no, screw that. Yeah. I'm going to sprint both ways and I'm just going to keep sprinting until I die, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah. inevitably come, it, it never comes to my death, thankfully. Right. Um, so far. <laughs> so something pauses the game before that happens. So, yeah. No, it, man, it's just like when, when we were hanging out together uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we went on a hike up. What was the name of that? It was a uh, St. Mary's Glacier. St. Mary's there. Glacier. Yeah. Right. I'm man, dude. And I'm fat out of shape. From, man. And in, in the in, you know I'm from Houston, so there's no oxygen yeah. <laughs> in Colorado at 1,200 feet. Right. Yeah, right. so 12,000 feet. <laughs> 12, feet, and like right. we're pausing, and I feel so bad about it. Right, like yeah. every 10 feet, like oh, hold on, <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. But there was that. So for me, there was that moment when we came. We were basically at the top of that trail. Mm -hmm. A bunch of folks came in from the other side and said, Hey man, there's a whole easier route, like right there. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I wanted to do it like, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, exactly. but it was, no, you know what, let's go ahead and let, I'm going to push them and we're going to make it. And then it was like three more feet and we're, yeah, it was very, I mean, really like, it was ridiculous. Right. So the other one was longer, so it was down and around, and this one we took was just over and above. But it was, yeah, like you said, yeah. three straight up, yeah. and then it was still up uphill. But yeah, much, yeah. you know, whatever. But like that was, I, I, I look at that and think, you know what, I, that that's what I want my life to be. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop three feet from my goal, you yeah. know, and take right. the side trail that takes me longer and doesn't give me the sense of accomplishment or doesn't let me. Because when we crested that particular yeah, hill. It's yeah, man. It was the, that was like, we were both like, dude, this is the view we paid to see, man. This is where we yeah. want to live. My house goes there. Let's get these tourists <laughs> out of here. <laughs> squatter in the RV goes right there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, we're at time, uh, uh, of course, uh, cause these conversations go by quickly. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and we'll wrap up, but, um, Hey, you hang out. Cause we're going to, we're going to chat a little bit more and everyone listening, if you haven't heard of this by now, uh, and I don't think I've made it fully official. I did announce this, but we're doing the wordslinger podcast after show, uh, which you'll, you'll be able to participate in. You'll be able to listen in on, uh, as a Patreon, uh, subscriber or supporter. So, um, now if I haven't set this up yet, by the time this episode goes live, you get to all ridicule me and email me and whatever. <laughs> uh, but thanks for being on the show, Nick, man. Uh, where can people find you and your stuff? Well, easiest place is my website is uh, nickthacker.com. I'm sure we'll have a link to that since no one can seem to spell my name right totally. most of the time. It'll be in the um, show notes. And, uh, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. And, and I'm, on, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Nick Thacker on Twitter. And you can find me, uh, Facebook, it's author Nick Thacker. 
because um, there's two of me on Facebook. So yeah, that's weird. The one you want. <laughs> All the, right. The non-author one. That guy's just a, he's a joke. You, know, you want to follow him. <laughs> All right, cool, man. All right, you'll you'll find links to all that in the show notes. Uh, so be sure to check that. Please stop driving, idiot. Stop. Just pull over and look at that stuff. Don't don't do that while driving. That's right. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, everybody, hang out. You're probably hearing the groovy bridge music right now. You may dance in place at will, and uh, stick around for a quick bit of housekeeping and announcements, etc. Nick, thanks so much for being on the show, man. And we'll see everybody next time. All right, that was Nick Thacker, the the Nick Thacker, author Nick Thacker on uh, on Twitter, because apparently there's another, um, which I did not know. So uh, be sure to check out Nick's work. Uh, you can you can visit his site nickthacker.com. Uh, follow him on Twitter. You know, harass him on Facebook. Um, Nick is a he's a good guy. Uh, he's he's someone I'm just thrilled that I met uh, when I met. Uh, when I met him in my life, he uh, he kind of helped get me on track with a lot of things. Uh, we were able to kind of kick some ideas back and forth, so he's been a real blessing in my life. Uh, so I'm happy to have him on the show. I'll probably have him, I, I kind of miss doing the uh, self-publishing answers show with him, so maybe we'll revive that sometime in the future. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, the housekeeping stuff. So. If you would like to support the Wordslinger podcast, well, first of all, I've already broken the news. I'm going to be in Colorado Springs. I should say, say, uh, you know, I'm happy to see everybody. Got some stuff coming up in the near future. Um, we'll be doing, uh, I'll be in uh, San Francisco in January. Uh, I will be uh, possibly in London in February. Got a couple of things like that floating around. Some stuff hasn't been cemented yet, so don't want to get too, uh, too far ahead of myself. But if you're out and about, if you, uh, you have a conference you'd like uh you'd love to see me or someone from draft digital attend uh let me know we got i'm always looking for something um and of course i'm doing some stuff with uh some local groups here in houston thinking about approaching writers in the schools because i think that would be i think that's a great program uh i was kind of invited to uh drop in and do kind of a guest course or something so uh along with a couple other groups that are here local so maybe i'll do that that would be kind of neat um I feel like that's kind of a giving back scenario um, at a different level <laughs> where I'm introducing these kids to writing and publishing. I think that'd be fantastic. So, um, Upcoming guests, uh, I've got... Let me pop in here because what's happening now is I've got a whole new system. And, and in some ways, it's better. And in some ways, it's not better. Uh, <laughs> but I've got... I've got half a dozen people here. Uh, now we've already. Uh, you're going to be real impressed with some of these. Uh, I've already talked to Russell Blake. You already know about that one. I don't know why he's still on the list, but I got uh, Tim Knox, who has his own YouTube channel. I got that guy coming up. Uh, I am talking with uh, Chuck Manley, who is the greatest name of all, um, and was a. He called in with a voicemail uh, last episode. <laughs> Uh, I'm bringing on Michael Laron again to talk about the whole uh, writing from your iPhone kind of deal. I'm bringing back uh, Joe and Kate Russo. Now, if you remember, they were on the show. I got a lot of return guests this time around. If you, they were on the show quite a while back. Um, they uh, they've kind of upgraded things a little as far as their their van lifestyle. They're having a van lifestyle rather than just a an RV lifestyle now. Uh, living full time in a van, man, it's it's pretty awesome too. If you don't follow them on YouTube, you definitely should. And uh, and Joe's got a new book out called Take Risks, which has a foreword by a certain wordslinger. So you might want to check that out. I'll put links to that in the show notes. <laughs> um, I'm also talking to Dale Roberts, who has another uh, uh, podcast channel. I probably has a YouTube channel. Um, he's uh, he may may actually be the next interview i'm not sure i gotta take a look but you know these guys uh i'm talking to some incredible folks now so you're gonna definitely want to be checking it checking back and tuning in uh but go and check out the youtube channel now i'm also doing something new that's not quite ready yet it's going to be for the patreon subscribers um i'm going to start offering what i call the wordslinger after show and if you are a uh patreon supporter you'll be able to get access to that now it's not ready yet um, I've got plenty of videos I need to come up with a format for delivering this stuff and uh, how this is going to work. But 
I know for a fact that I'm only going to be offering these to the Patreon subscribers. And i got to revamp the whole Patreon thing still. But that is on the list. Uh, I've got a nice list now. And I've been working on these things uh, nonstop for the past few months. So I'm not being a slacker anymore. <laughs> I'm actually doing doing what I said I was going to do. It's just taking a while to do. So uh, definitely want to check that out when it's available. Uh, but in the meantime, if you do want to support the show, if you want to support it financially, you definitely can with Patreon. Uh, just hop on over to wordslingerpodcast.com, click the uh, Patreon logo there, and that'll take you to my page uh, where you can donate a buck or two or whatever. $20, $50, $1,000 a month, whatever whatever you're comfortable with, a pittance, just a pittance. Um, you can also support the show by uh, going on to iTunes and finding the Wordslinger podcast and rating and ranking the show. If you leave me a review and uh, four or five stars, that helps other folks discover the show which is good for me, good for you, and uh, makes everybody happy. Uh, now, and I do appreciate that. I appreciate any way that you support the show. My favorite is to buy my books. <laughs> if you'll go to, now, I'm a thriller author now, but I still got my sci-fi catalog out there. If you go to kevintumlinson.com slash books, you'll see everything that I've got in print. Um, you can pick up a, a book today and start enjoying. I, I highly recommend my Dan Kotler books. Uh, they are uh, acclaimed at this point. So I'm getting a lot of new reviews, a lot of really positive reviews, mostly five-star reviews. Uh, people are comparing me to some pretty uh, pretty big names out there, which I do enjoy. Uh, I, I can't think of any. Uh, Steve Barry is one. Uh, Dan Brown is another. Uh, I've got quite a few uh, comparisons going in my character, protagonist, um, Dan Kotler is uh, being being called out essentially as in modern day Indiana Jones. So if you if you dig archaeological thrillers, this is the series for you. So go check that out. KevinTumlinson.com slash books. And uh, the the Dan Cutler stuff is currently available on Kindle Unlimited. So uh, if you're a KU subscriber you can you can hop in there. I will be taking these wide uh, after I've run the course of my strategy here. So uh, which I'm happy to talk to you about at some point. If you if you like to know what my my current strategy is uh, for building a platform, because these are all new, I, I didn't have a platform for these books. So uh, while I was able to le- leverage my sci-fi platform quite a bit, uh, the thriller audience was a new audience. So I'm bulking it up and getting uh, getting more and more sales. So if you'd like to know how that works, uh, feel free to hit me up, and I'll be happy to talk about it. So all that said. Thank you so much for being sticking in here to the end, really. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this interview with Nick Thacker. I really did. And uh, God bless each and every one of you. Please stay safe. Uh, I don't want to hear about any tragedies while I'm out on vacation. <laughs> so take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, too. Uh, and I will see each and every one of you on the next sparkling episode of the Wordslinger Podcast. See you there. Slinger.